1975 through 80, I attended a church called Word of Faith. I attended both the singles Bible class and the regular church service. At the singles class, I don't remember our teacher ever failing to say to us, at some point in the class, he would stop what he was teaching and say to us, does anyone have a word from the Lord? If so, please share it. It is so important for us to share with the people of God and even share with neighbors who are strangers. Share what God has done. Acknowledge God by sharing what He is doing in your life when the opportunity arises. Now, our teacher always gave us an opportunity to share at the Bible class. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Apostle Paul talks about what we are to do when we come together in the church. You rarely, if ever, see this instruction happen in the main service. But you might have a Bible class where the teacher opened the door for God to share with the people the scriptures or something that God was doing in their life. You don't often see it at the 11 o'clock service. I've never seen it at the 11 o'clock service. Usually they have that structured in a way that people cannot share what God is doing. Here's what Paul said was to happen when we gather as the church. 1 Corinthians 14:26. How is it then, brethren, when ye come together, every one of you has a psalm, which is a prayer, or it could be sung, a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying, building the body of Christ. Now, I have been to a Wednesday night service where they had testimonies that fit this scripture much more than the 11 o'clock service which is so highly structured. When you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Paul continues to tell us what is proper in the gathering of the church. 
Verse 27, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophet speak two or three, and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For ye may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be comforted. Verse 32, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. If one is speaking and the other has a prophecy, Wait until the first finishes speaking and then present your prophecy. For the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. You can control it. For God is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Now Paul is going to give his instruction concerning women. It might seem that I would be in disagreement with Paul on this, but I'm not, because God explained this to me. In 1975, I was born again. After that, I was taken into heaven twice, merged into the body of Jesus I believe it was preparing me for the ministries that I do. And then for the next five years, I continued to run my secular business. But I had women that worked for me, so I often just stayed home and read the Bible, and God instructed me. He was teaching me to be a minister. Profit is one of the areas that I was called to do and am called to do. Paul says in verse 34, Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is a shame for women to speak in the church. As soon as God showed me I was called to be a minister, I asked him what about what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14. How can this be? How can I be a minister with the instruction Paul gave. God said to me, look at what these women were doing. 
I went back and read verses 34 and 35. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. And I saw those women were causing confusion that he was talking to. They were interrupting with questions. Basically, in pretense, taking over, drawing attention to themselves with their questions. I certainly agree I wouldn't permit that. Just like Paul, I would stop that if I were in charge. That is a shame. You have to compare Scripture with Scripture to understand Scripture, and you have to have the Spirit of God to interpret. From there, God took me to a passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 21. We'll go to that. Philip had four daughters who did prophesy. Ezekiel shows us that prophecy is for the church. They would have to be able to speak at church to be, give the messages of God to the church. That's Acts chapter 21. Start at verse 8. And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came into Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Prophecy is for the church. These four daughters would have to be approved to speak in the church in order to prophesy. When you compare Scripture, you have to compare Scripture with Scripture and have the Holy Spirit leading you. I was sharing this with a Baptist woman once, and she said, well, maybe women have to be virgins in order to be prophets. No, that's not what the Bible says. These four daughters were virgins, and they did prophesy. But Anna was a woman married, and her husband died. She was a prophet. And Deborah was a prophet. So, see how your doctrine, you can't just jump on one scripture and make a rule from the church that in order to prophesy, the woman must be a virgin. That's not even correct. God gave me two additional scriptures concerning women speaking in the church or to the church.
the church are people, individuals who are born again, and they meet somewhere. It could be a church building, but the church building is not the church. The church building is where they meet. The church are the people who meet there. People get this really mixed up. Deborah met with the church, or the church of the Old Testament, met with them under the palm tree of Deborah. They came there to have Deborah judge them because she was one of the judges of Israel. She was a married woman. Now, this is not to say you have a doctrine that say you must be married as a woman to do this. You must be called of God as a woman to do this. We're going to read about Deborah and we're going to read about Anna. Anna is Luke chapter 2. Start at verse 21. This is about the baby Jesus. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, in the law of Moses' Old Testament a pair of turtle doves, or two young pigeons. At the time they came to the temple, there was a man called Simeon. He had been shown that he would not die until the Messiah came. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, the Old Testament law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things 
which were spoken of him of the baby Jesus. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now we're going to read about Anna who was there at the temple that day when Jesus was brought in as a baby to fulfill the law of Moses. Verse 36, And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in at that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. If you try to say a female prophet must be a virgin, you'd be wrong. If you try to say she must be married, you'd be wrong. You have to compare these two scriptures with each other. For one prophet was married. The four daughters of Philip, the evangelist, were prophets, prophesied. They had to be able to speak to the church to prophesy. And prophets are sent to the church. You can read that in Ezekiel 3. They're sent to the church. They're not sent to the world. They're sent to the church. You have to compare Scripture with Scripture to set your doctrine. One other example is Deborah. Judges chapter 4, verse 1. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for Jabin had nine hundred chariots of iron, and twenty years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Jabin the king of Canaan. Verse 4, Deborah enters into the scene. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lamphadoth, 
She judged Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. You remember Paul says, I suffer not a woman to usurp authority over the man because the woman was in the transgression with Adam and was deceived. Adam was not deceived. You remember where Paul said that in the Bible? What about Deborah? She judges Israel, and they come up to her for judgment. Deborah's not usurping authority. God had given Deborah this authority. The majority of women will marry, and they are subject to their husbands. Deborah was married, but she was also appointed by God to rule over Israel during that period of time. You have to look at all of these scriptures carefully before you deal with the subject of women speaking in the church. Years ago, I was looking for a church to attend, and I went to a Sunday morning service at a non-denominational church. The pastor was teaching the lesson. At one point, this woman jumped up, waved her hands in the air, and said, praise God, praise God, praise God. And the people just went wild, thinking that was the Spirit of God. I was horrified. The woman disrupted the church service, stopped the pastor from teaching. If she had been legitimately a person of God, she didn't have to jump up. The Holy Spirit does not make you jump up at that second and do something. The prophets, they have the control to wait until it is proper to present the message. I knew that was another spirit. And when I got to my car later, I said to God, that spirit in that woman was another spirit. And he, he gave me a scripture. And it is in 1 Corinthians 14 on the gathering of the church. Let everything be done decently and in order. Confirming that, yes, this was out of order. But they all went along with it. If I had been in authority in that church building, if I'd been in control of that, I would have stopped that woman and disclosed to all you don't interrupt the church service, the flow of the Spirit of God. You don't do this. The subject of the prophets belong to the prophets. They have the authority and the power to keep peace, not to speak until 
the pastor has finished the message or until the Bible teacher says, does anyone have a word from the Lord? It's all decently and in order. Let's read about Deborah again. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time, and she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Verse 6, And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali, and of the children of Zebulun, and I will draw unto thee to the river of Kishon, Syria, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. And Barak said to Deborah, If thou wilt go with me to the battle, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee. Here he wants to take Deborah with him to the place of the battle. And she said she'll go. People read the Bible often and leave out Scripture, and they fail to compare Scripture with Scripture to make their decision. After I was born again, I was taken into heaven twice. I was merged into the body of Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. I saw no visions, no physical images. It was a spiritual experience, both times. But after it happened, I was totally on fire, totally on fire. Plus, I'd been made one with the Word of God. I rarely told that story in the beginning of the time when I had been called by God. It just didn't occur to me to tell it. I was a brand new Christian when it happened. At that time, I thought it happened to everybody, to all Christians. When I found out it didn't happen to all Christians, I was reading a book about Exodus at the time, and it said, the author said, sometimes when you are called, if you are called for a special work of God, sometimes it'll be like Moses, there will be some kind of sign, a burning bush, which God shows you to equip you 
to do this thing that you're going to have to do. And I thought that might be the reason I was taken into heaven and merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. Sometimes that does happen that way. I've had some very strong messages that I've had to deal. Plus, I'm here at the end time when the tribulation is going to come. And I'm trying to speak messages which will help the born-again church to prepare themselves for the hard things they are going to see. And we're already seeing the terrible iniquity of this world and the lack of integrity. It's hard to see stuff like that. So I believe all these things were done for me because of this calling of God by the will of God. But this I can tell you about women. They are to be orderly. And if they're out of order, Paul would have gotten them and corrected them, and so will I, when I have the opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.